Welcome back to another episode of the Empowered Plates Empowered Lives podcast. I am your host, the Healthy Habits and Lifestyle Coach, Joe Bonnie. And today's episode, we have a special guest. We got the Juice Doctor coming in to give us all the good juice prescription on life and healing. But you already know, y'all, before I dive into this episode, you know what time it is. Vibe with me, y'all. Welcome to the Empowered Plates, Empowered Lives podcast. Welcome to the Empowered Plates, Empowered Lives podcast, Juice Doctor. How In the building. I'm feeling great. What about yourself? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. I'm feeling really, really good. Feeling really good. So good. let everybody know who you are. Let them know who you are. Because I, I got a little something, something. I know I have a little experience with you. But let the people know who you are. What's good, people? What's good? Listen, it's me, your boy, Marcus, the Juice Dr. L.A. I'm all the way from Louisiana in a small town called Albany, Louisiana, right? So it's a really small town. And I tell people, if you come in my town, you may miss it because we only have one red light, right? So, yeah, um, I've been uh, doing this juicing thing for a while now, and um, it's taken me a long way in my life. And it's been a blessing to not just myself, but a lot of people around this country. And um, I just been on a mission to help people to be healthier within their selves. I've been teaching people to turn your kitchen into your own pharmacy so that you will not have to return to pharmaceutical drugs, right? So that's I what I've been that. doing. I love that. Your kitchen right. into your pharmacy that's where you right. write your own prescriptions and coming up right. with what it is that you need to heal your body. I like it. Okay, doc. And, and listen, that, that, that pharmacy is with an F instead I, of a P. <laughs> I already yeah. know. You didn't have that's to tell right. me. You didn't that's have to right. tell me because the P stands for the people. And that's what that's we're here right. for. So I got exactly. you. I got you. All right. Exactly. So how do we even get into this juicing thing? What started your healing journey? What what got you into this? Okay. So years ago, uh, I got sick, basically, in a nutshell. Um, I ran into some issues with my prostate, and I had what was called prostatitis, which is a acute or a chronic uh, issue going on with your uh, prostate. So I was young at the time, and um, I ended up getting prostatitis, which is the acute version. Um, and I didn't know that it was eventually going to turn into a chronic situation, right? And so I battled that for years and years and years. I went to doctor after doctor as a young man. A lot of people were like, how are you battling prostatitis? What even is that? And a lot of people didn't even understand what prostatitis is. You know, it's just pretty much a, a, a inflammation issue going on in the prostate. And little did I know, I didn't know it was going to be a chronic issue, something that I was going to battle for a long time in my life as a young man, something that I hid from family and friends because I didn't even really know what it was at the, uh, you know, at the beginning of this journey because it was something that was presented to me by my doctor at the time that was above my head, you know. And so when I start telling people in my circle to a certain degree that I was dealing with that, the first thing they will be like, well, man, how did you even get this? You're too young to deal with this. And I was in a depression state at a young age, like, man, am I really too young to be dealing with this? 
And so I started researching on the internet and trying to figure out like, what am I dealing with? What is prostatitis? And so, because my doctor, he broke it down to me, but I still didn't understand and it wasn't enough for me. And so through that journey of learning what prostatitis is and was at the time, I learned how to do what I'm doing now, turn my kitchen into my own pharmacy. At a young age, I was already doing it and I was frustrated doing it because I didn't know what I was doing, but I didn't understand the magnitude of what God was doing in my life at the time. God was showing me that he was raising me up to have a testimony to be a healer down the road in my life. And I didn't even understand that at the time. And so oh, I, I had to learn how to heal myself in order to come and help others to heal. And it took a long journey to get here, but me getting prostatitis in my uh, prostate gland was the beginning of the ball rolling for this whole uh, spill that we have going on with healthy living and juicing. I think I heard this the other day and I, and I couldn't have agreed even uh, anymore. They were saying that, you know, like you talked about depression, um, when you get these diagnoses, you think, okay, what am I going to do? Is my life over? Why do I have this? Where did it come from? How do I overcome this? How do I handle it? And it's really the fact that you got this diagnosis is when you started really living with purpose because now you had to be intentional with your own healing journey. And once you did it for you, you found a way to be able to do it and help other people. So if it wasn't for your diagnosis, you probably wouldn't even be as powerful of a human being with the message that you have with that testimony to be able to say, this is who I am today with so much more passion, you know? And I, mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. you made me think about it myself because so many people, and I've even asked other people with polycystic ovary syndrome, endometriosis, adenomyosis, fibroids, people I know, because those are all the things that I've been diagnosed with. If they would want to be on the podcast and they don't feel comfortable, they don't feel comfortable sharing their journey. They don't feel comfortable being visible and vocal about it, but they support, which is beautiful because you need that support, you know, but it takes a person to have the courage to face your fears um, and lean into the discomfort. So that way that you create this space and you have a space of healing, you have a mission of healing that's going to help other people. So I love that you you did you said a young age. Do you mind sharing how young you were when you first? I think when I first started having the prostate issues, I was right out of high school at the time. I think it was um matter of fact, I was dealing with the issues going on in my senior year in high school, and this was like 2003, right? So mind you, that's a long time ago. That's so many decades ago. And look at me now. Don't, don't I, age us that, that you know, much. Don't age yeah. us that much. Use that. <laughs> right. I'm serious. It was literally 2003. And I had to been at the time in my 20, 2021, I mean, 2021 range. And that's when the problems started happening. But I didn't get the diagnosis until maybe I was like 23 and 24. Between 23 and 25 is when I got the diagnosis and understood what was going on with my body. But uh, I was going back and forth to the doctors. Like I said, I was doing this on my own. My parents didn't know. I didn't want them to know. And um, I had, man, I'm telling you, I've been through a lot with this. And uh, it was, it was, man, it was hard because you had to keep this a secret that you were going to the doctor. That was the thing. And a lot of people didn't didn't want to share it with them. Because for one, I'm a private person, you know, growing up and, and I'm speaking from that perspective in that time, more of a private person type of person. I don't want anyone worrying about me. Definitely don't want my parents. You come up in a Christian home 
And, you know, you don't want your parents thinking the worst or thinking, you know, oh, he out there doing something, he ain't got no business doing. What are you doing going to the doctor or this or that? So I've always been, and that's kind of where my dad come into play, where I get this type of spirit from, because my dad is the same type of person. He does not want anyone to worry about him. He keeps everything to himself. He don't go and blast his, his business. He don't tell anybody what's going on. He can be silently hurting and you will never know because he's a warrior. He's a God-fearing man first that's full of nothing but, um, uh, how can I say it? The Bible talks about uh, being an endurer. And when you endure, you go through so many things. And on that race of enduring, is different than the race of, 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 of quickness or strength. You understand what I'm saying? Because the Bible talks about the race isn't given to the, to the swift nor the strong, but to the one who endure to the end. And endurance takes a lot out of you. But at the same time, during that race, I endured so much that I kept in-house. And that made me who I am today because I was able to keep things to myself and go to God instead of going to man. And so I just felt like me, the way I was raised and how I was growing up, you know, I just took it up on myself to be an endurer. And keep things to myself because I know how my mom is. Oh, she worries about everything. And if I tell her that I'm going through this, she's going to be like, oh, my God, what's going on with my baby? And, you know, and so that type of stuff I wanted to avoid. You know, so that's the main reason why I didn't tell anyone. And I just kept it to myself for years, you know. I got it. And I and I completely understand it. And that makes sense because that that is what was best for you to be able to navigate this yeah. in the best mindset that you can at such a young age, really not understanding yeah what's really happening with your body because your body is very complex. And, you know, a lot of times you go to the doctor and you get these diagnoses and it's the first time you ever even heard about it. And then most of the time you go and you try to figure out the causes and they, they have these unknown causes of why mm. things are really happening. And you're just like, okay, so it's a mystery. So it's easy for you to figure out a procedure or a protocol to diagnose something and figure out this is what it is, yeah. but it's hard for you to say what caused it. And then most of the time there is no cure but we have all these different forms of treatment. Um, so I, yeah. I feel like that's like a common theme. I don't know if you feel the same way, but for me, I feel like right. that's a common theme when it comes to certain um, uh, health issues um, or health conditions. But um, it was something that you said that stood out to me. Um, I like that you were very discreet with how you went through your journey. But um, I had another podcast guest, Dr. Wright, come on, and he was talking about prostate cancer. And he was saying how in the black community, especially among men, we're not talking about our health openly. We talk about a lot of different things, but we're not talking about our health um, openly. And when you first started mentioning like your dad, I was like, uh oh, did his dad have prostate issues? Because a lot of times when you don't talk about the health issues with other men in your family, you won't know what's running in your family. Um, so you don't get that insight. So you're unable to take that um, family history with you to the doctor because we're not having those conversations. Do you right. feel as though that's still a, a thing within black men in health? I believe so, because we have and, and I guess this can go for Caucasian as well. But for us, we come from the struggle. You understand? And so it's we, we are built differently. So our struggle or our testimony or our uh, thing is different than the next man because we've had to be strong all our lives through everything. And so that that goes back to everything that we're tied to in life. It, it allows us to just always be strong. And a lot of times you don't even know what you're being strong for. You're just being strong because that's your first 
uh, line of defense is to be strong. So I believe in the black community, especially for our race, we have been a type of people that we don't want anyone to think uh, any type of way of us. So we definitely ain't about to tell them that we're dealing with prostate issues because the first thing people are going to think about that really is educated about the prostate is, oh, he got something going on with his manhood or this or that. And so that's another thing that causes us to just step back and be like, whoa, you know, we're not going to talk about this or talk about that because when it comes down to uh, your health, you want to keep that kind of like tucked in. And so I really believe that that's still a thing. And that's something that we need to break out of, because uh, as men, we need to become a little more of, of that other side of, uh, of us, which is that not feminine, but feminine enough to still be masculine, if that makes sense. That means that we need to open up more, because if we open up more, we'll be healed more mentally. And that's the thing with us. We're mentally messed up because we're trying to hold so much in. We're trying to be so strong and so macho all of the time. And I believe in our black community and our black race, if we start talking more, start being more verbal, we'll heal, you know? I agree. I think there's definitely power in talking about problems, um, men, uh, you know, men with men. And I, and I like that you said that because just like you say, we're not upfront and excited to talk about prostate issues. When it comes to men, I feel the same way when it comes to talking about period or menstrual health with women. Yes. And I, I hate that it's such a taboo or a conversation that we like, oh, let's not talk about this or only the women should talk about this. And only the men should talk about that. And men shouldn't be a part of the conversation when it comes to periods. And I think that's further than the truth. So I would love for us. I don't even know if it looks like a campaign. I don't know. But I would love for us to be some of those people that are loud and vocal that say, no, let's talk about prostate health. No, let's talk about period health because I, I, it's something that needs to be discussed. Period health is, is a cleanse. It's a cleansing. Your period is a cleanse. And it shouldn't be just something that women talk about because men are a part of this conversation as well. Um, as fathers, you know, as partners, you want to be able to better understand this. It shouldn't be let's bring the man into the conversation when we're now talking about fertility issues or when we're yeah. talking about we want to have kids. Like you want to make sure that if you do have a daughter, that daughter is going to continue the legacy of her father by having kids. You want to make sure you know what's going on as her body matures as a young person, not just wait until she thinks she wants to have kids. And I, I think that there's so there's so much of a wall that needs to get torn down when it comes to yeah. talking menstrual health as well as prostate health um, because it's still health it's still you and you are a whole being and menstrual health and prostate all of that is a part of who you are you can't separate that and say oh well we can talk about the fact that i got a headache or i'm just not feeling like going to work today because of whatever this issue is but when we talk about another aspect of our body our health that is still valuable that creates the whole being, we don't want to talk about that because right. that's talking about my manhood or that's talking about my womanhood and that's private conversation. Um, so I, I think that when we do that, we're robbing ourselves of being free. And we're also robbing ourselves of freeing the people that come behind us that could potentially have issues that's not willing to bring things to the forefront so they can be healed in a space that is safe. Mm. And I love that you also hit on the mindset, you know, and your, your mental health. The way we think and see and feel about ourselves speaks volumes 
on how we live and navigate through life. And if you feel like we're in this whole, I got to be strong all the time, then when are you really breathing? When are you really at peace? When are you not so tense where you can actually feel? Because if you, you're so tensed all the time and you're so stressed out, you're not feeling, you're not able to get the rest that you absolutely need. And that stress is nothing but speeding up your lifespan to where you're not going to be able to live the way you would want to live or as long as you want to, because we're still stuck in this fight or flight syndrome. So I just, I'm grateful right. that you brought that part of the conversation in. And I'm so grateful that you weren't too manly enough to yeah. not address the issues that you're having, because think about the young men that are coming out of high school right now that could potentially be having prostate issues but don't even know how to wrap their mind around the issue, let alone have seen anyone that looks like them come from a place like the South, like we're both from, not Louisiana, but we're both from the South and can say, you know what? I got this. There's ways that I can, I can heal. There's ways I can still be strong. There's nothing wrong with me as a man. <laughs> I'm right. still whole. Um, and there's hope for me, you know, and I, right. I appreciate you for even being that that being um, and being that person of courage that you are right. today. Because like you said, this happened a very, very long time ago. But let's right. let's start with that first thing that you had to do in regards to your healing journey. Um, what, what was the first step that you took to try to help yourself get better with this um, inflamed prostate? The first thing that I had to do is what most people fail to do, which is take my own life into my own hands. Because once you put your hand, put your life in the hands of a man that is in a white coat, you put your hands in a man that is considered this day and time to be the, the top murderer on this planet. Because if you look at your research, uh, Doctors are killing 400,000 people each year. You will not hear anything about a holistic doctor, or any uh, natural doctor doing any of that in a lifetime, right? So what I had to do is walk away from that scene and walk away and walk into the health scene and walk into natural path and walk into natural healing. Because at first I was still taking antibiotics. I was taking antibiotics after antibiotics. I was taking this antibiotic, that antibiotic, this one, this one. And the crazy part is when you give it to me, you are automatically telling me that it's not going to work because you said that nothing I can give you is really going to help, but we can try to mask the symptoms. Okay. So I think that that's right a big there, issue. Don't speed too fast over yeah. that, Juice Doc. Don't yeah. speed too fast over that because a lot of times with women with endometriosis or PCOS, they try yeah. to throw us on birth control and they say, well, yeah. it won't heal. I mean, it won't cure your PCOS, your polycystic ovary syndrome. It won't heal or cure your endometriosis, but it might make your periods a little bit better. It might take a little bit of the pain away. It might regulate your period, but I'm going to give this to you. And I'm not putting knocking birth control as an option if that's something you choose, because like you said, it is your journey. It is in your hands. You choose what's best for you. But a lot of times the things that they do prescribe to us or they do put out there in our treatment plans have nothing to do with actually healing us. It's only to address a certain type of symptom that might just cause more problems in your body because it's still mm. not natural and not mm. something that your body receives. So I just didn't want you to slide over that too fast because yeah. that what you're saying is true when it comes to certain 
forms treatment that they push in the white coats. But go ahead, Doc. Yeah, I, I love that. And I'm glad you stopped there because that is a huge point. Very huge. Because they, they get too common with that. And they and that, that ends up being their driving force. And that's where we got to pump the brakes and we got to throw up the, the caution sign and say, hold up here now. Because if you don't, you're going to continue to be a statistic. You're going to be a part of the number, right? And you're going to continue to be a part of, uh, of, a, of a movement that says there's no healing here. No healing. I asked people in my seminar the other night, I said, how many of you can ever say that you've been healed from a doctor? And none of them was able to say that they have been healed by a doctor, but one person. And I said, okay, you've been healed. Okay, we're going to see by the end of this night, have you really been healed? Because I don't believe that and I have never seen it. You understand what I'm saying? And so what I'm saying that to say is that we have to wake up. We have to realize that the system is against us. It's not for us because um, you're not going to tell me that you're going to go to a doctor and get healed uh, from cancer by just getting chemo and radiation. Because if you would, you wouldn't be returning to it again. You wouldn't be told, well, the likely chances of this coming back is really high, but it depends on what you eat. Well, if it depends on what I eat, then why we won't just go straight to the source? Why we why we won't just go to Genesis 1 and 29, where it says that the herbs are for the healing of the nation, that the fruit shall be for your meat, right? Mm -hmm. Why we don't just go straight to the source, but we always going around. We're going to a middleman. We're going around in circles and we're trying to go around somewhere where we should have never had to go in the first place. Instead of going to pharmaceutical drugs, remember, just go to your kitchen, turn it into your own pharmacy before returning to pharmaceutical drugs, right? Doctors are great at what they do. They're great at prescribing medication. They're great at being drug dealers, but they're not healers. God is the healer. He's the healer. And we have to get that in our mind. We have to understand, oh, I get a headache. So guess what they want to say? You got a headache? So I'll prescribe you with some ibuprofen. Okay. Suppress the headache. Headache still ain't going because guess what? You're going to have a million more headaches come. So how is that healing you? You're not you. Oh, I got the flu. So I'm going to give you a steroid shot. Okay, you give me a steroid shot. You're putting heavy metals in me. Now you're suppressing those metals inside of my system now. And oh, guess what? The symptoms go away. But guess what? They don't go away forever because they're inside of your body. They're going to cause neurological issues down the road. Okay? They're going to cause all types of different things. They're going to cause cancer. They're going to cause heavy metals in the body and they're going to wreak havoc and they're going to cause, cause neurological issues, cause dementia and cause Parkinson's and Alzheimer's disease. But we don't see this. So we got to go straight to the source. The source it's is so natural. Right. You talk natural. about those things because like we 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 don't pay attention to those environmental factors that we are mm -hmm. so accustomed to taking in. Um like, and you talked about it, like when he caught to like the toxins, like I, I was, I was reading something or I saw something the, the other day, cause you were talking about Parkinson's and stuff. And it was showing how like using aluminum foil when you're cooking and putting, yep. See, I see it in your eyes already. Um, you know, when you're cooking and using aluminum foil and putting stuff in there and all of these chemicals and things that are coming out into your food and how that starts to play a part with like dementia and different things. I was like, oh my, cause that in the South, that that's what we're used to. We used to put wrapping that aluminum foil, 
tucking that 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 aluminum pan with aluminum foil, putting that macaroni and cheese in the oven. You know what I'm saying? Like we're good for baking and using it and not just storing it. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I never thought about that. Um, so I was like, let's let's cut that out. We don't need no aluminum foil no more. Uh, when they were talking like BPAs and different things, even with people with endometriosis and PCOS, you know, plastic and different types of things with that, with how you're cooking your food, the different types of cooking ware um, and how that's getting into your food, that's getting into your body. It is so, it's, it's such a very small aspect, but plays a huge role in just the little things that you do and how you expose yourselves to toxins every single day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 and it's, it's like you said, it's a journey, but it is just something that we continuously expose ourselves to. And we really just have to find the safest way possible um, to make these changes to lessen the toxins and the exposure we're getting. But mm. when you said that, that's exactly what went to my mind. And so you know, what did you, oh, go ahead. I'm listening. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I'm listening. Go ahead. You stop. And I'm glad you brought that up because that is so true. Those are the number one reasons why you get neurological issues because of the heavy metals. They get caught up into the brain. That's why ADHD happens. Right. That's why all of these neurological things happen to kids. Right. Because of the food, the metals in the food. Right. And people don't understand that you got heavy metals in your food. People don't understand that seafood is one of the number one reasons why you get heavy metals. Back it up. One of the number one reasons why kids get ADHD and all these neurological issues and these things going on with the brain and tumors and stuff is because a lot of those heavy metals in those jabs getting the flu shot. Oh, I'm getting the, the uh, rabies shot, the measles shot, the this shot, the that shot, the the C shot, you know what I'm talking about. All of those types of things. You're getting all these metals pumped into your body and guess what it's storaging up there and it can't go anywhere. And this and this is why I take a little minute to teach real quick. People don't understand. We keep saying immune system. We need to stop saying we have to build our immune system up. No, you need to say you need to build up your lymphatic system because there's, there's no such thing as an immune system. It's just that the lymphatic system has an immunological reaction in the body that make us say we have an immune system and that's why they called it the immune system that's why they say you need to get your booster shot what you're boosting it's not a car you're not boosting up a car you need to build cells healthy cells in the body or they want to tell you you need to boost the immune system no we are we are we are boosting the lymphatic system right and once you keep so the lymphatic system what are some ways you like to boost up your lymphatic system i'm glad you asked the reason why i say that is because most people don't think don't think about these things. And most people think that this will be corny. Most people will think that this is a kitty, but no, it's not kitty. It's 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 real. And I'm gonna get to that, but I gotta share this. The okay. body has a heart and it has kidneys. And with the heart, it has a pump for the heart to make it operate and function. But then you got the lymphatic system. The lymphatic system does not have a pump. So you have to manually pump it. Okay. So how do you manu manually pump it? Here's your answer. You get on a mini trampoline, 20 to 30 minutes a day. You get on that mini trampoline and you do this right here. Jump up and down, jump up and down. And some may say, well, what are we doing here? We're doing the same thing that a blender does to a smoothie. When you see someone get in their kitchen and they make a smoothie, 
right? Let's put some protein powder in there. Let's put some fruits in there. Let's put some nuts and seeds in there. Now, you know, you got to go to work on that because you got several different things going on, several different chemistries going on here. So you got to put water in there, right? Because if you don't, it's going to scrub, right? So when you put water in there, what is it doing? It's shaking it up. It's shaking it up. So when you get that lymphatic system moving, it's shaking it up. What are we shaking up? We're getting the mucoid plaque off the intestinal walls. For those of you that don't know what mucoid plaque is, when you cook in the black stuff that's at the bottom of the pan, that's what's called mucoid plaque. And you know how hard that is to get once you've cooked and you've burnt your food because a lot of you burn that food up. And that black stuff that's at the back of the at the bottom of the pan, that's the same things that's stuck into your intestinal walls and it can't get out. So what we have to do, we have to get on the mini trampoline and start jumping, jumping, jumping. Jumping, you're shaking things up just like a smoothie. You're shaking it up, you're shaking it up. You're getting those headaches out of the way. You're getting the sinus pressure out of the way because this, all of this is your lymphatic system. And when things can't move, you got the three glandular highways. I talk about this to my followers all the time. You have the three meridian pathways to healing. You have the lymphatic system, which is the sewer system of the body. You have the kidneys, which is the filtration system of the body. And then you have the colon which is the elimination system of the body. And if you can't move through those three pathways, you are not healing nothing, not diabetes, not high blood pressure, not lupus, not Crohn's, not MS, not nothing. You're not healing unless you're moving through those three places, right? Another way that you can get that lymphatic system moving is dry skin brushing because you're you're creating circulation. You're creating the blood circulation. You're creating the movement of getting the stagnancy out right? Because everything gets stagnant. When the lymphatic system can't move, things are stagnant. That's why I said we got to jump and we got to shake things up. We got to start moving so, things. We so got to get things. The dry moving. brushing is like real hard and irritating to your skin when you're trying it. Like what would be a good alternative to that? If you're trying to dry brushing and your skin just can't deal with it, it just makes it all irritated. What's, what's your backup or what's the alternative to the dry brushing? This is my thing about the dry brushing. It's so vital. It's so vital. Mm. Jumping on a trampoline, so vital. I would tell people if you can't do the dry skin brushing because it's irritating, the next thing to do after that is seeded grapes. Because seeded grapes are the number one food to move the lymphatic system. You understand? So seeded grapes, getting on a treadmill, just, just creating sweating, right? Because a lot of people don't like to put a, a brush to their skin, you know, because it just makes them feel yucky and weird. You know, I just tell people get the softest brush that's still hard enough, you know, so it won't be just too soft because you do need a little friction to start moving the lymphatic system because you got lymph nodes everywhere and they get yeah. clogged up. And I said again, the lymphatic system does not have a pump. So we have to manually move it. We have to manually uh, make it work. And I'm telling you, I can't say this enough. If you don't move the lymphatic system, you're not healing nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Because that's the healing pathway. It's through the lymphatic system, which is the real immune system. There's no such thing as immune system. We need to stop saying our immune system. And it's a habit. And I still say it to a certain extent because it's a habit. But the real immune system is the lymphatic system. That's why women is high risk for uh, a blood, I mean, uh, breast cancer because of the lymph nodes, because we are using aluminum 
goes that word again, aluminum, which you talked about just a minute ago. Aluminum has been in the black community for decades and that's what's killing us, aluminum. And we still don't see it. We still wrapping up uh, sausage and uh, we going to the barbecue. We are putting all of the smoked foods in the, in, in the aluminum and you don't understand that you frying yourself dead. And in our community, that's the reason why neurological issues are running rampant right now because people are dying at 55, 56, 60 years old because of what? Alzheimer's disease, what? Dementia, what? Parkinson's, all these are neurological issues that are being caused because of too much aluminum in the body, too many heavy metals because of childhood jabs. All this type of stuff has to stop and that's the way we're gonna get rid of the neurological issues. But a lot of people are not seeing it because they don't take this stuff serious. Oh, it's aluminum for a big mama done did that whenever I was growing up, well, big mama did. And you need to stop following in those same patterns that Big Mama did because Big Mama is gone. I don't even, when my girlfriend would cook my food, I would tell her, babe, don't put no aluminum foil over my food. Don't put it in my food. Don't wrap my food with it. None of that. Cause I don't want that in my, in my food. And people take that stuff lightly and they just blow. Like, oh, oh, it's just aluminum foil. No, it's not just aluminum foil. It's literally the beginning of death because them heavy metals are hard to chelate out of your body. You're not just going to take a detox and get rid of heavy metals. You have to take binders to be able to help you to get rid of heavy metals because you can't just go and say, oh, I'm going to take spirulina because spirulina is really good to get rid of heavy metals. Oh, I'm going to take chlorella because it's a heavy hitter to get rid of heavy metals. No, you need to take things like activated charcoal to be able to bind to that to help it to come out safely. Right. You need to take things like bentonite clay, which is another excellent uh, binder. These are the things that people don't know in our community. And this is stuff that's going to help. So I'm glad that we got on this subject because this is huge, man. This is one of the biggest killers in our in our community right now. Heavy metals. Nobody talking about it because you can't see a heavy metal. But, oh, once they get bad enough, you will start feeling a heavy metal. Most people are battling heavy metals and parasites and don't even know what's going on. Oh, I can't sleep at night. Oh, uh, oh, I'm waking up in the middle of the night. You know why? Because you're loaded with parasites. You're loaded with heavy metals. Oh, I got brain fog. <clears throat> brain fog. That's heavy metals. That's parasites. Oh, I got migraine headaches. Parasites. Heavy metals. You see how those run hand in hand together? Because they're married together. Yeast and metals go hand in hand together. They try to hide from one another, but end up being tied together. You understand what I'm saying? And so people don't know this. Like if you got nine times out of 10, if you loaded with metals, you're loaded with yeast. You're loaded with yeast because there's a defense mechanism that takes place with the yeast when the metals are present. So that's why I tell people, if you're going to get so rid of metals. So when you're trying to get this, these heavy metals out or we're trying to get this yeast out, we first, because I know this isn't the first time we've heard that this on the Empire Place podcast. People always say they want to go with a detox and they just start putting things in, but their body's not ready for a detox. And you just talked about it with like the lymphatic system. Um, Dr. LJ talked about it before. Like you have yeah. to really get your lymphatic system ready for a detox, things moving so things can pass through um, and clean. And then you also talked about like the heavy metals and talked about ADHD and how we're putting certain exposed to certain toxins and certain foods that's creating the ADHD and the neurological issues, even when it comes to our kids and their behaviors and in school. And um, 
uh, my vegan kitchen life talked about that on an episode here too, in regards to that. And, you know, talking about how her son was kind of acting out in school and they were thinking like he needed to be tested and all this other kind of stuff. And that's when she started really getting into doing some research and getting into books. And she was like, Oh, food could really play a role in this, what I'm feeding him, what I'm giving him. And she started changing what she was allowing him to consume and his whole behavior and vibe just shifted and changed based on how she got intentional about that approach. And I was just like, oh, okay. So like the juice doctor telling us this right now is nothing new on their Power Place podcast. But at the end of the day, it's still conversations that we're not hearing enough about and people teaching and educating us what this looks like. So if we're having that brain fog, like Juice Doctor just said, if we're having those migraines and those headaches, he's saying we need to address the lymphatic system. And he told us what we needed to do in regards to that. Now he's saying we need to make sure we get these heavy metals out. We're considering some activated charcoal. Um, what about the kidneys and the colon? What are we doing with that? Is that helping with the trampoline and the dry brushing? What, what are we doing to address those, those systems too, Juice Doctor? Well, when you when you talk about the colon, you talk about cascara sagrada. That's one of the best herbs that you can take in to move that colon. That's one of the top. Rhubarb root is another that's a top for the colon. Then when you talk about the kidneys, you can talk about stuff like nettle leaf. You can talk about dandelion leaf. These are top things that are really good to help to, to, to flush the kidneys because like you said, the kidneys is very important. The colon is very important. But the main thing is it just depends on what we got going on. So we can't get ahead of ourselves. So the main thing is it depends on if you're dealing with a digestive issue. Because if you're dealing with a digestive issue, we need to address the colon first. We need to address parasites first. That's the first way to healing. It's starting with getting the colon moving and getting them parasites out of there. Because if if not, you're going to steadily deal with bloating. You're steadily going to deal with gas. And if you if you don't do the colon cleanse and the... In the um, the parasite cleanse proper, you're just going to kill the big daddies, which is the adult parasites. And then you're going to leave behind the babies. And all you're going to do is just invite them right back. So that's why I say it depends on what we're dealing with, how we're going to heal. Uh, but we definitely have to make sure that those three meridian pathways are open and open and everything else is going to flow. Because once you got the, the highway open, everything else is going to flow proper like it should. Because the kidneys is very important. That's how you filter everything in the body. Because when you're detoxing, you're also dumping that stuff back into the kidneys for it to be able to filter that stuff out and come out through your urine. So that's why we got to get things. All those things are important. The colon is important. The small bowel is important. The, uh, the pancreas, which is the most active gland in the body, is very important because it has over 4,000 enzymic reactions every single day that takes place. And I told someone the other day, that's why when people get pancreatic cancer, they pronounce them almost instantly dead because once you get it, it's almost in, like there per se, irre, uh, irreversible. There's nothing irreversible coming to man that has something to do with God Almighty. Because why? The God Almighty is able to do exceedingly abundantly and all and above, you can imagine or think. And that's why they have a herb for everything in nature, because he made it. God didn't make a mistake. Man may make mistakes, but God makes no mistakes. And God is a healer. And that's why I go right back to God every single time, because he is the one that's that's the healer. And I tell people, they tell me, oh, you're a healer. No, I'm not a healer. I'm just a recipient 
of God's blessings. And what I am is the one that's being out front, that's looking like a healer, but God is the healer. He just used me as his servant to be able to be out front, to be able to be on the front line, to be able to help people, to be that influence and to be that voice that people respect to be healed. It ain't me, you know? Yeah. And I, I'm so glad we went on this because we weren't even expecting even to like get right. into this type of um, conversation. But it's it's so beneficial. And I'm glad our vibes are vibing and we're flowing yes, in this direction. And when you talked about um, healing and we talked about the, the main areas and systems of healing, I know you told me before, like when you were on your healing journey, you started with eating more vegetables. You started watching how you were preparing your food because you said you were going in a more um, natural, holistic way of healing and you were yeah. getting away from the antibiotics. And you told me you even considered Chinese medicine. What yeah. what was that experience like considering Chinese medicine and what, what did it show you? What, what was that experience like? How did it help you? I'm going to say this and I'm going to take a moment to say this because I'm a musician first and I remember years back, maybe like almost 10 years ago, we started a group. My whole family is just church background. We all musicians, preachers, singers, etc. Um, and I'm bringing this up to bring this point up to the light. Something at the time that was before our time. We were doing things that now that this generation is doing that was not acceptable back then. So what I'm saying that to say is that I was before my time doing things that people were not even doing. People were not even really into the veganism. People were not into Chinese medicine unless you just was into that. You know, and so I was doing Chinese medicine at an age where I didn't even understand what I was doing. And that's how I knew I was before my time, you know. And that's how I knew that I was in an era that, you know, they couldn't understand that. And so that whole experience was now that I look back on it, it was totally amazing because I was doing something that I never would have fathomed doing. Doing just trusting God on a level that I never knew I had the capacity to do so because uh, my mom, she wasn't with it. I'm just here to tell you, oh, are you going to take something from them folks and they're going to have you flying backwards? I'm like, mom, what are you talking about? I'm like, I've talked to God already. He gave me the clear green light to let me know that it's okay. And to have a connection with God as young as I was at the time, to have the sermon, to understand that this is a real thing and this is not a fake thing. Because if you remember, I told you at first, I was like, man, I don't know, man. I mean, this Chinese doctor, man, I don't know. And then he telling me about a patient that he has from Canada that I can talk to and he can give me he can give me his information to to uh, converse with him, to understand how he's translating things. And I'm just like, I don't know. They don't, I know they ain't doing that in the U.S. So I'm saying that to say that it takes courage and it takes a lot of resiliency and a lot of faith to be able to walk the journey that I did as young as I was at the time. And so it was an amazing experience to be able to experience, to be able to understand that man at that moment, that it was just one of them things like, you know, NBA finals, you know, you going through it for your first time and you don't even know the moment, how big it is. You got what, five seconds left on the clock. It's a tie game, win or lose. You don't understand that pressure, but once you in that moment and you have resiliency, it don't phase you. So I'm saying that to say at that time I had such resiliency that I didn't even realize how big of a moment that I was in. And and it didn't hit me until I got older to realize like, man, you really know. And you realize now if you look back on things that God was prepping you for all that you're doing now, like he was giving you the voice. 
He was giving you the patience, the courage, the faith, right? What I said, the race isn't given to who? The swift, not to, not to the one that's strong, but to the one who endure. He taught me how to be an endurer at a young age. And I didn't even know all this stuff was happening. So that's what I'm saying. Like that whole experience was more amazing than you can ever imagine and think of. And so now I just sit back and be like, man, I really, I really been through some stuff, man. But guess what? Though it's all good because God put me in place and in position to be a voice and be uh, uh, not just a, a public figure, but uh, not just a digital creator, but someone that's, uh, that's an encourager. Because I do a lot of more encouraging people than anything, because a lot of people just don't have the courage. They don't have the faith. They don't have the experience. They don't have the time. They're looking for someone that's going to push them. I talked to a lady in Walmart today and she was just like, I need someone that can push me. You know, like I, I really do need that that push. And so I'm saying it to say that's my thing is to push people, to to encourage them, to help them believe because people need to believe. They don't believe anymore, especially after the COVID happened, after Ida happened. All these things happened. People faith went down the drain. Not to say that it was ever all the way up because it was always shaky anyway. But when COVID happened and the secret powers went to work, people really lost their focus. They really lost their their faith and they really brought the vision. You understand? And so I, I think you're yeah. totally right when it comes to that. And I think it goes back to like your mindset. How do you see yourself? How how empowered are you really in? Um, making the decisions that are best for you in regards to your life and what's best for you and not what other people say. Um, right. So I, I agree. It, it all goes back into the power of you um, and the intentionality that you have for yourself, because it shouldn't take the juice doctor to force yeah. and push you into a place or a position that, you know, you already belong to be for the healing that, you know, you are uh, created and destined to have mm -hmm. for yourself. So if you know that you deserve a life that is pain free um, and you deserve a life to where you know that you want to live in abundance and you want to have that vibrancy, then that mindset and that resilience and that courage and that confidence is going to start allowing you to start creating those um, skills to build the life that you know you you deserve to have um, and take you on that healing journey that, you know, is capable and possible for you to um, explore and experience. So when you were on this Chinese medicine, were you on it long? Did you did you go on the, the journey long with it? Or did you just try it for a little bit? You saw some healing and then you moved into learning a little bit more from, let's say, like Dr. Sabi, um, Dick Gregory. Like how, how long did you stay with experiencing the Chinese medicine? Did you see any benefits from it? And then where did you move on in your journey to the next phase? Yes, I've seen great, great benefit from it. And like I said, again, in my latter days, the days where I learned and knew better, I understood more so what I was actually doing and, and the power of what I was actually doing. Because at the time, I was just a young guy or a young boy, a kid, whatever you want to call it, that was just stepping out on faith and trusting God and just taking whatever Dr. Wu that talked like this said to take and you know, I tried it for uh, at least about, I'll say I was consistent for about two to three years dealing with those Chinese medicines. And uh, it was some of the nastiest stuff that I've ever tasted in my life. 
And Chinese medicine is very, very powerful. Most people never experience Chinese medicine because they deal with Western medication. And there's a difference in your herbs, in your herbs, right? You got Chinese herbs and then you don't have a regular herb. You don't have every herb is a every herb is not a Chinese herb. You got certain herbs that are Chinese herbs. And they are some of the best on the planet. You hear me? And a lot of people never experienced them because they never heard a lot of them. You understand? But when I was on it, I did it for about two to three years. And then I veered off into Dr. Sabi and I did veered off into uh, natural healing. I stayed on Dr. Sabi. And the, the bad part about it is when I found out about Dr. Sabi, he literally not long passed afterwards. And I was devastated because I felt like I was at a place in my life where I was finally getting to that place where I'm kind of turning the corner on how to heal myself completely of other things, you know, and just in my whole journey of, you know, learning about health, because I never saw, again, I never saw myself being where I am at today. And it was prophesied to me that I will be here. And it's crazy how it all played out. But I, um, once again, I veered off into Dr. Sabi and started taking his herbs. I started doing his packages. Man, when I tell you that is some of the best cleansing I've ever had in my life when I took Dr. Savi's herbs, his cleanse package, man, it's crazy. With chelation one and two and uh, all of the good stuff, man, I'm telling you, we'll have you going to the bathroom. You hear me? It was amazing, though. My skin, oh, my God, it was just like a baby, like, like brand new out of the box. You know, my skin was impeccable. It was amazing. And um, I just remember... When I put my package together and I got it and I'm looking at all of these herbs that come in this box, I'm like, good God almighty, I got to take all of this every day. And I'm talking about literally about 12 to 15 bottles of herbs that I had to take with liquid tonics. And I'm telling you, I gagged so much, so many times and threw up because the herbs were so bitter. And like I said, again, I was young. I didn't know, you know, I'm just right. taking what they told me to take, you know? So it was a great experience. And, um, like I said, again, uh, if I could do it all over again, I would do the same thing because I believe and I know for a fact without a shadow of a doubt, it made me who I am today. And I had no idea that I would be practicing the same things that the others that would help me practiced all the all of their uh, career. I love it. And I like the fact that you've been on the journey so long and you tried different forms of healing from different um, regions, I should say, um, of the world. And um, with that knowledge, um, what do you think are some of the nutritional principles or um, foods or benefits or even herbs do you think are good for people who are experiencing issues with polycystic ovary syndrome or endometriosis and fibroids? Well, first off, when you're dealing with those type of issues, you want to always, again, we're going to address the lymphatic system. That's the main thing. You want to address the lymphatic system because there's a lot of um, inflammation that's built up there. There's a lot of pain that's built up there. So anytime you're dealing with inflammation, once again, you want to flush the lymphatic system. You got to deal with the kidneys. You got to deal with the colon, all of these things. So you just basically need to get all of the, the acid out because you're burning up on the inside. You're literally burning to death. So if it was me and I was dealing with things like that, I would go to burdock root. Burdock root is going to clean the blood. 
burdock root, sarsaparilla root, all of these are types of roots that are going to clean the blood. Yellow dot root, you need to clean the blood. You need to cleanse the colon. It goes back to what I said again, cascara sagrada. That's a heavy hitter to help clean the colon out. Cleavers, cat's claw, all these types of things are really good to help you with the kidneys and flush the kidneys and get those things moving in the right direction. Dandelion root, cilantro, parsley, all of these are heavy hitting herbs that are healthy that you can get your hands on every day to help. All you got to do, you can even just start putting the, the herbs on your food. You need to change the diet. You need to go to a I did that today. Diet. Like I just, I've added now cilantro and parsley to like my seasonings. You know, like people would be like, oh, the yeah. natural trinity. Like people like garlic powder, onion powder, you know, that type of stuff. I've just been adding cilantro and parsley to almost everything I have. If I'm throwing something in a crock pot, I'm adding and shaking on. I'm like, it's green. It's good. They say it's good for you. So I've just been adding it. And I think we probably need to move away from so much salt and sodium and really just type into the herbs and spices of certain things that are really going to bring the better flavor that's actually healing flavor to your foods. And I think we'll we'll really start to really enjoy our food a little bit more than what we thought we needed to, to consume. So I like that you, you said the parsley and cilantro. Um, and I'm all for all of the different herbs that you were talking about, because I also see that in like sea moss flavors. I've seen it in teas. Um, and so there's so many different ways and forms that you can consume these types of herbs that are healing for you um, that I, I just appreciate that you you put that out there um, for those um, specifically um, struggling or experiencing those issues with PCOS, polycystic ovary syndrome, and endometriosis. Go ahead. I see you. And, and you know what else that I forgot to mention is that you want to address those adrenal glands. You have to address the adrenals. That's another thing. Blue vervain, uh, valerian root, all of those types of different herbs are very good for those issues. You have to address the mood because with, with the women and the men, you got two, di two things, but they're different. They're both mood, but they're in a different way. With the women, you got testosterone, I mean, uh, estrogen and progesterone. It has to be balanced. It can't be uh, estrogen here and progesterone here. They have to be parallel to one another. They have to be balanced, right? And then you got the men with the testosterone levels. That's All of these are key things. And like I say again, you have to address the adrenals. The adrenal glands are the glands that sit on top of the kidneys. And you have to address those when you're dealing with PCOS. And, uh, and all that type of stuff. Like I said again, man, you just got to clean out. You got to clean house. It's, it's simple. It don't matter what you're dealing with. The process is going to always be the same. You got to address those three meridian pathways. You got to. You're not healing anything. Remember, you're not healing anything unless you address those three meridian pathways. And for my people out there that's listening, what are those three uh, meridian pathways? The, the filtration system, which is the what? The kidneys. Then you got the sewer system, which is what? The real what? Lymphatic. I mean, the real immune system, which is the lymphatic system. Then you have the elimination system, which is what? The colon. You have to address those three areas to get rid of anything that you're dealing with. Don't matter if it's PCOS, uh, PCOS. It don't matter if it's Crohn's. It don't matter if it's diverticulitis. No matter if it's H. pylori, leaky gut, uh, SIBO. It don't matter. You got to address the colon. You, you have to address the kidneys. You have to address um, the, um, or what I say, the uh, the colon, the kidneys, and the, um, the uh, Lord, I didn't got a brain The ball. lymphatic system. But the <laughs> lymphatic system. But yeah, you have to address those three things in order to get rid of anything. Diabetes, high blood pressure. Uh, what about thyroid? Huh? Uh, what about the thyroid? 
Uh, the thyroid would be possibly an issue there. And if you're dealing with a thyroid issue, you know what could help you there. You and I both know this. You go to CMOS for that. CMOS is going to address that thyroid issue. Anytime you're dealing with thyroid issues, you can go to CMOS. And CMOS is going to help to get rid of the thyroid problems there, whether it's hypo or hyper. That's the thing. And that is a that's a tough thing to deal with as well. A lot of women deal with that secretively and silently and don't even know it. You know, losing weight, uh, uh, losing hair, uh, up and down issues with the metabolism. All of these types of things happen when you're battling uh, these issues, too. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a good one you know, because a lot of people deal with that as well because they are dealing with PCOS or whatever. And they can possibly have a thyroid issue going on at the same time. So that's a great that's a great one. That's really good. Yes, sir. So you're the juice doctor, right? Yes, ma'am. Right. I absolutely, me and my mom, about a year ago, a little bit more than a year ago, we started juicing. We got a Nama J2 and we started really getting out there juicing. Um, so we started a little juice with the forks, started mixing up our fruit and our vegetables. Um, what are your favorite juice recipes for those with polycystic ovary syndrome or um, endometriosis? What, what are your favorite juice recipes for those watch this this one right here is my latest one that i will say overall would be the best one get okay. a pen and a pad write this one down because this juice is very powerful all right so i have a juice that i like to drink and i put this on a, i put this on to all of my uh, people that are dealing with issues, whether it be kidneys, whether it be inflammation, whether it be high blood pressure, diabetes. If you're saying, oh, I need a detox, that's why I take you to this juice, because this juice can address almost anything, because it has so many different components in there that deals with filtration. It deals with inflammation. It deals with um, metals, uh, etc. And so that's what you want to address. You don't want to just go in and say, oh, I got PCOS. So we're just going to address PCOS because a lot of times people have PCOS. They have thyroidism issues. They have uh, possibly um, lupus going on. They could possibly have uh, Crohn's. They can possibly have diverticulitis. They could possibly have leaky gut going on because when you start dealing with all that mucus and all that acid building up, a lot of times it, it it has something else going on there too because it ain't never just one issue going on in the gut. You understand? And so that's why right. I say it's good It's good to address multiple areas. And that's why this juice is really good. The first ingredient will be green apples, right? So the next um, after that is going to be celery. Then you're going to have cucumber. Okay, so what we got here is you got fiber going on here. You got antioxidants going on here. You got malic acid going on here. You got filtration going on with the cucumbers and in, in the uh, in the uh, celery. And see, when you're dealing with cucumber and celery together, you're going to get a lot of hydration going on. You're going to get a lot of flushing of acids, and you're going to get those crystals out of there. So you could also be dealing with those uh, those uh, the uric acid that's going on from the meat, the buildup of the uric acid. You can flush that out out of the kidneys with the uh, cucumber and with the celery alone. Okay. And so then you got cilantro and parsley in there to go. That's cilantro and parsley again, them two heavy hitters that I was just talking about putting on your food. You can put them in that drink as well to help with PCOS, right? Because that's going to help to get the acidity out of there. That's going to help to get the chlorophyll because that's what you need to purify the blood. You need the chlorophyll there, which is the green pigment of the earth. That the chlorophyll is rich in parsley. 
chlorophyll is rich in cilantro and you're also getting immunity build up there, right? And you're going to get detoxification and you're getting those heavy metals up out of there as well. And so then now we got the lemon up in there. We're getting some of that vitamin C. Anytime you're dealing with stuff like PCOS and things up in there in that in that body for so long, it starts, the acid starts to build up and stay there. And most people don't know how to get it out. And think about acid. I worked in a refinery for years. And one thing I learned is while being in the in the refinery for years is that if you have to work in the acid unit, you have to make sure you have on the proper PPE. Because you're not gonna work in a in an acid unit without the proper PPE. Because if you do, it'll burn a hole through you immediately. I'm gonna come to the camera close on this one. So what you think is going on on the inside of you when you're too acidic? Why you think leaky gut mm. comes about? Because it's burning holes in the lining of your stomach. Your mucosal lining is no longer there anymore, right? Because of the acidity there. And that's all that's going on when you're dealing with PCOS and things like that. It's just too much acid going on, too much acidity going on. And when you got too much acid going on in the body and not enough of acid in the stomach, what happens is you start having those creepy crawlers come through there. Those, those unhealthy microbes get in and they start crawling and they start causing problems. And that's how this stuff creep up because your first line of defense is your real immunity in your gut. 70% is lost because of what? Too many childhood antibiotics, too many jabs in the stomach and all of What I said about the yeast and the metals, they are married together. And so they go in and they rip your defense in your stomach away. And then that's how PCOS and things like that come into play. And that's why you got to go to the green chlorophyll to get them off of the field, okay? To be able to heal. And you got to go back to God's food, which is medicine, the green stuff. You ever noticed um, with, with the slogan with the, the, the garbage companies, they say green is clean? That's what we're talking about. Clean green. You take the greens and you clean and you heal people. Are we, I know we on the fruits right now. Everybody talking about fruit, fruitarians and all that stuff. And that's great. But God didn't put them, them greens on the earth by accident because they are powerful. They're very cleansing. Fruits are too. They give more energy than, than vegetables do. But fruits, I mean, vegetables are very, very powerful when it comes to healing, especially those herbs like cilantro and parsley. Those are two of the most powerful herbs that you can go to when you're talking about getting rid of acidity out of the body. Okay. All the right. next thing so we have in green there. apples, celery, yeah. cucumber, cilantro, parsley, lemon. And you got ginger. Oh, and then you have one more thing, cayenne pepper. Cayenne pepper is amazing to heal the body, especially when you're dealing with circulation issues. Mm. Okay. Because when you start dealing with things like PCOS, and you deal with it long enough, it's going to start cutting off circulation. It's going to start cutting off uh, a lot of, it's going to start giving you numbness and all this type of stuff. And a lot of people that's dealing with MS as well is dealing with the same issues because a lot of this stuff tied hand in hand together. Like I said, again, they give you these different names of diseases and all this stuff is the same thing. A lot of this stuff is the same issues. And that's why I say the healing protocol is going to always be the same. You got to clean the blood. You got to get rid of all of the creepy crawlers, the parasites and all that stuff, because this stuff set up in your body and cause all of these issues that happen. It's just simple. You start bloating a lot. You got a lot of parasites going on there. And you got abdominal pain. You got parasites going on there. They tell you, 
oh, you got diabetes. Guess what? Diabetes ain't nothing but a pancreatic issue. That means that your pancreas is fatty, but they're going to tell you, oh, you got diabetes. No, you got a pancreatic issue going on. But they want to put all these different names on stuff so that you can get a different drug. Okay. So what would be your advice for like beginners? Because I just like I've, I've been juicing for a little over a year and I can already tell you that this juice right here that you just came up with or that you just told me was like the, the good juice that will be ideal, which I believe you, it is nowhere near going to be what a beginner can palate so to speak, especially if they're now just now coming off of like artificial sweeteners and like processed sugar, because that's not even really sweet. Like I would probably want to throw like a pineapple in there, but I've been hearing you talk about getting the acid out of there. And so when I'm thinking, okay, well, he wants this acid out of here. Pineapple might not be good to throw in this juice because it's it's cleansing. So it might kind of go against the, the focal point. So what advice would you have for someone that's just now beginning on this journey and they want to be intentional with juicing and they want to hit those three main areas that you're talking about when they talk about the the colon and the lymphatic system and the kidneys. What what advice do you have for beginners? Juice diet. My, okay, my advice is this. Don't make things too complicated because once we make things too complicated, then we we put ourselves in a place of discouragement. And so when you get discouraged, then now you you've already didn't want to do it from the beginning anyway. So now you put yourself in discouragement. And so now you're finding a way out so you can get out. So we can't do that. So what we have to do is we have to have no excuses and we have to. There's always, like they say, more than one way to do what? Skin the cat. So I urge you to mono juice, mono juice, because mono juicing is 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 impeccable. Watch this. Breast cancer is a cancer that runs rampant. It's, it's something that's becoming so normal now. And people just see it. Oh, I got breast cancer. Oh, I'm about to ring the bell. And so this is becoming like a stage play now. People are getting breast cancer, getting colon cancer, getting rectal cancer, getting prostate cancer. And then they say, oh, I rung the bell. Okay, so you rung the bell. Okay, so guess what? You're still not done because cancer is likely going to come back. Because guess what? I know some right now that has cancer that has come back in less than two years already. And you rung the bell. So what you need to do is mono juice, seedy grapes alone in 30 days can rip cancer up out of your body with the proper herbs. So that's why I say mono fruit eat or mono juice, because you can heal off of one fruit at a time. People don't understand the power in healing off of God's food, which is medicine. You can do an apple diet. You can do a grapefruit diet. You can do a watermelon diet. And I'm just telling you that all of these fruits have so much healing power. Guess what? You know how powerful a papaya is? Do you not understand how powerful the seeds of the papaya is? If you're dealing with intestinal worms, if you're dealing with cancer in the stomach, you can go to papaya alone and heal. That's what I'm telling you. There's no excuse to healing. There's no excuse. Did I name any herb? No, I said papaya itself can heal your stomach from cancer alone because of the enzymes that's there. That's God's food. That's medicine. That's a mono fruit. That ain't, oh, papaya, uh, cantaloupe, honeydew, and all this stuff. People do all of that stuff to just get flavor. You don't necessarily have to put all of these things together to heal. You can do one thing at a time. That's why mono, think about this. When you look at animals in the jungle, or let's just even keep it on the level, on the low level, what do you see horses eating? 
was it hay, little dried up grass? <laughs> One thing. All my point is, what you see a cow eating? Do you see a, watch this? Watch this. Do you see a cow eating grass, corn, biscuits, uh, <laughs> sausage, a uh, ham, eggs, no, cheese, a sweet tea? You get what I'm saying? Because yeah. they eat one thing at a time. If a dog gets sick, he has common sense enough to know to go out there in the field and eat from a certain plant because he got understanding that there's healing there. And he ain't go around trying to get several things. He went to one thing. Monkeys, gorillas, they understand the power of medicine and in, in what we're talking about. They understand that they can eat some, some berries. They understand they can just eat some nuts. They can just eat some seeds. They can just eat some fruit and they can heal. So my whole point of saying this is that don't make it difficult. Just eat grapes. Don't make it difficult. Just eat apples. Don't make it difficult. Just eat oranges. Don't make it difficult. Just juice oranges. Don't make it difficult. Just juice apples. And my, my advice is go to what interests you because all of the fruits and the vegetables can heal your body from anything. There's not a special fruit. Yeah, people saying, oh, soursop is the cancer fruit. Yeah, it's good. But quassia is just as good or better. Bitterwood. That's another powerhouse that people don't talk about. Bitterwood, how powerful it is. But I'm just saying, you don't necessarily have to go to all these combinations of vegetables and fruits to heal yourself. We just like to put things together to get more power and strength. That's why that juice is so powerful because you got seven to eight different things going on there. And that's why it can remineralize your whole entire body. If you've had a heart attack, it can get rid of the scar tissue off your heart. If you have diabetes, it can get rid of high uh, diabetes. If you have high blood pressure, it can address that issue. If you have erectile dysfunction issues, it can address that issue. If you have gout, which is really inflammation, it can address that issue. If you have arthritis, which is another form of inflammation, doctors tell you that it's arthritis. No, it's inflammation. It can address that. If you have kidney issues, it can address that. If you're on dialysis, it can address that. If you've ever had COVID, it can address that. If you get COVID again, it can address that, right? It can so replenish the whole body. To, how long will you need to consume it to really start allowing your body to, to appreciate and start to really heal? Like how long should you be consuming it? Because, you know, we, we quick, and I'm not saying we, but people are quick no, to say, no, oh, well, no. I tried this and it didn't really work. Or I tried this or I did do yeah. that yeah. and I'm still having yeah. the same issues. Um, how long would you even expect someone to mono juice or do the juice that you gave the the powerful green juice to remineralize your body? How long would you put them on that protocol as the juice doctor? If it was me, like I said, again, whether you're dealing with cancer, whether you're dealing with high blood pressure, diabetes or whatever, the protocol is going to be all about what is going on in the body. Because some people could just be simply dealing with something as little as obesity. Somebody can be dealing with something as simple as um, like H. pylori or something. That's not, I'm not saying simple, but I'm just saying like it could right. be something like that. So the protocol is going to be different. But I'm going to tell you this. Anyone that's trying to heal from anything, you need to at least go 30 days in order to see a change. Because if not, you're just you're just wasting your time. All these people that's talking about, oh, I'm a oh, I had somebody ask me. I'm glad you brought this up because someone asked me, hey man, I see your juices or whatever, and I see all your plans and stuff. 
but uh, 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 can I just do, uh, I just want to do, because I offer a three-day, a uh, five-day, and a seven-day. And he was like, uh, can I just uh, do the three-day and uh, I can clean my body out? No, brother, there's no way you're cleaning anything out of your body in three days. There's no way. I'm like, you've been doing all this bad stuff for 30 and 40 years. And you mean to tell me you think that you about to get rid of all this stuff in three days? Not even five or seven days, brother. You ain't touching the surface. You just getting to the surface to a certain extent in 21 to 30 days. You have to at least go 30 days just to see a change because it takes about that amount of time for our color anyway to create a new habit. Because we so stuffed up with barbecue wings, chicken wings, and uh, with crawfish and crabs and all this craziness that it's going to take some time to get all that stuff out of your body. And we also stuff with delusion too. Like we got to get rid of all of that stuff. So again, it's going to take you at least 30 days to start seeing a change. And to be honest with you, you can start, once you start cleaning out, you're going to start seeing differences. Your energy is going to go up. Your skin is going to start changing. Uh, pains in the body is going to start diminishing. So on the way up, it's like an elevator. You're going to start seeing differences in things. You're going to start seeing things change. Fluid is going to go down. Okay. Hypertension is going to go down. It's going to start normalizing. Blood sugar is going to start getting in control. Weight is going to start falling off. All of these things are going to start changing. Your neurological is going to start getting better because you're going to start thinking different. Your taste buds are going to start changing. Right, you're not gonna you're want gonna the same old thing the, anymore. You're gonna crave the vegetables. You're gonna crave the fruit. Yeah. Not even yeah. gonna really want all the things that you you were used to having because your body is like, oh, give me more of this. This is what I needed. Like you, you really start getting to a point where you're just like, oh my gosh, this is good. And I used to think it was crazy at first before I got like really intentional on it and I became plant based. I used to see people with like big salads and I'm like, there's no way they're about to eat this big bowl of salad. I was like, there's no way. And now that is me. Like I will put all my stuff on a plate and it'll be like, okay, this is big. And I'll start going and I'll be like, oh, this thing is so good. And your body's like, I need more of the good stuff. Like it, it wants it once you start really feeding it. So I was just like, oh, they really wasn't tripping. <laughs> and then again, right. I used to see people who started being more intentional with their fruits and vegetables. And they started having better period um, experiences, menstrual health experiences. Their their periods started to become regular, you know? And I had a regular period before. So now my periods come regular. And now I got to use the app to try to make sure I know when my period is coming because now my period pain is gone. And so it's, it's all of these different experiences. Like you said, the elevator is going up. The more you continue to do it, the more you're going to feel a difference in your body. I work with middle schoolers. My energy is more energetic than they are. And that's even in the morning. And sometimes that's before I even have my juice. And they're looking at me like, why am I so energetic? What we eat is totally different. <laughs> what we do in the morning is totally different. You're tired coming up three flights of steps. I felt the burn, but I can continue to do this and, and do it with a smile. Like I'm, I'm up for it. Um, but I'm getting into the last two questions because this this has really been getting good. And I, I appreciate all that you um, have dropped with wisdom today, Juice Doctor. But you have two girls yourself. And so these are like my two signature questions. Um, as a girl dad, and let's say um, that you were raising your girls by yourself and no mother was in the household with you. How, um, what are some good words of advice or how would you approach having these conversations and supporting your daughters 
with their menstrual health in regards to making sure that it's ideal, making sure that things that are abnormal, like cramps, like pain, um, like heavy bleeding, you know about these things and you're talking about them with it. And you're you're making sure that they're having a good, healthy period. What are some things that you would want to share with other fathers in regards to how you would handle and support your daughters during their menstrual health? Okay. So I'm glad you said that because um, princesses are very, they are very different than, than, than the, uh, the, the uh, males. So you have to be a little more intentional with them. And you have to be a little more observing with them and you have to be a little more hands-on with them because and you have to be you gotta be real gentle with them and you have to understand their language because when you're dealing with princesses, it's not the same as dealing with guys, you know. And you have to understand that every little thing that they say and do, we can't take it literally and be like, oh, they just being dramatic or they just being this or being that. So you have to consider their feelings. That's the first thing you have to do is understand that their feelings are, are very important, that they matter. And when they're going through these things, you have to, especially if you don't have, like you said, you're the male, you don't have a woman around to guide you through these things. That's a hard thing to, to deal with, really, to be honest with you. So it's like, how do you deal with this? Because you're dealing with two women, potentially, they are babies or little girls or teenagers, whatever, and you're a male. So it's like, what do I do? So the main thing that I urge people to do is just be observant I, I, to other fathers. You have to be more observant. You have to be more open-minded because if you don't be open-minded dealing with little girls, it's going to really create a bad vibe and relationship with father-daughter. And it's going to cause her to grow up angry because her father didn't understand her because her father is going to look at her like, oh, she's just dramatic or she's just acting out or she, no, daddy just don't understand that. I'm a, I'm a future woman, you know, and I have emotions because when you're dealing with women, you, you got a lot of emotion tied there that you have to deal with. And it's hard to balance that when you're a father and you've only been a father and you've never been a mother. So you only understand testosterone. You don't understand progesterone and estrogen. So that's why I say you have to be patient with these kids and you have to understand that these kids are, you know, especially the young ladies we talking about, they're precious jewels and you can ruin them for the rest of their life by ignoring them. You can ruin them for the rest of their life by not listening to them and, and not taking them serious enough because all they're going to see in you is that's my dad. And so they're supposed to look at you as a model and look at you as someone that they can look up to and look at their future husband to be, you know, and if you're not listening to them, if you're not being uh, they're intentional with them and being an ear because you can't just be a voice all the time. You have to learn how to open those ears. You know, that's why the Bible talks about those who have ears, let them hear. You have to be able to hear. You can't talk and hear at the same time. You have to listen and hear. And that's why I say you have to listen to these kids because for me, it's a new thing. You know, I never dealt with girls all my life. You know, I dealt with uh, boys, you understand? And so uh, the uh, young lady that I'm with now, with her having two girls and I'm helping raise those girls, is it's hard for me. Like I'm saying, that's why I'm speaking from real, because it's not easy, because you have to learn how to say, man, you can't say, oh, man, boy, I tell you what, he's, man. you can't say it because you're going to hurt their feelings. 
You have to listen. That's my thing. Fellas, if you're hearing, you have to listen. You have to treat them the same way you would treat your woman. You better listen to that woman when she's talking. You better listen to that little young princess when she's speaking. When she say, Daddy, I'm cramping. Daddy, I got pain going on. This is that. You can't say, oh, girl, you just being dramatic. No, you have to listen. And you got to seek help. If you can't help, you got to find help. You got to seek help. And that's what we struggle at. It goes back to that question we talked about earlier about us as men. We have to learn how to speak up and we have to learn how to talk and that's a that's a deficiency that we have as men we don't know how to speak up and talk we only know how to be macho and strong and they don't work with little princesses they don't work with women you can't macho your your way through everything you have to listen and open those ears so i think you did a good job with that but you're the juice doctor she just told yeah. you i got pain i got cramps what are you gonna do for her pain and for her cramps what you suggest Watch juice doctor? Watch i'm watching this. I'm going to say, because I'm going to go to my girls because I know them. And I'm going to use my girls, for example. And I tell their mama all the time, stop giving them keys, all of the dairy. Stop giving them the snacks and the junk. Because those are the contributing factors to your belly hurting. Your belly ain't hurting from eating no greens. No, your belly hurting from all of the bad things that you've been eating. So first off, my thing is, what did you eat? <laughs> that's the first thing. Because that's how you diagnose things. You diagnose things by saying, what did you have first? Uh, well, uh, when, if you got to start explaining instead of telling, then that lets me know that you didn't have some ice cream. That lets me know that you're going to have some, some cookies and all of that ain't nothing but a bunch of pus that you're building up. And guess what it's going to do? It's going to make your stomach hurt. So you may say, oh, well, we're talking about the menstrual cycle here. Well, if you're dealing with the menstrual cycle, you know what you can go to? You go to raspberry leaf tea. Raspberry leaf tea is amazing for cramps and for bloating and menstruation things of that magnitude. That's what you want to go to. You want to go to raspberry leaf tea. We all can drink raspberry leaf tea, but it's really powerful for women. So if you're dealing with stomach cramps, that's what you go to. Then another thing that you can go to is slippery elm bark. It's amazing for that. Peppermint tea is amazing for that. You understand? And these are the types of things that you need to keep in your cabinet at all times. But when you're dealing with these types of issues, because if you start dealing with bloating and just for instance, I'm going to use my parents. They both have been through cancer. Right. And radiation. I mean, chemo and radiation from cancer. So guess what? When they were dealing with their cancer, they were dealing with a lot of bloating and stomach aches. So guess what? The medicine that they were giving them, they didn't want it. My mom was bought up like a baby crying. I need you to help me. I need you to help me. And guess what I went to? Guess what I went to? I went to Slippery Elm Bark. Slippery Elm Bark. And guess what else? Peppermint tea. Ginger tea. And guess what it did? Within a snap of a finger, she said, oh my God, what did you give me? Because whatever it is, it worked so fast. The power of nature works so fast. That's why I said you go to nature. You turn your kitchen into your own pharmacy before returning to pharmaceutical drugs. That's what you got to do. You got to go to nature. What I said earlier, nature has something for everything that's going on in your body. God made this earth. God made this earth. He made this earth. And you don't think he don't know about it? He knows everything before you do it. He knows every strand of hair on your head. He knew everything that has taken place before it took place. He knew this COVID pandemic was going to happen and, and cause division and cause separation in the body of Christ. What I'm saying is God knows and he sees all. He understands. He made this earth. You don't think he knew 
that you would deal with these issues and he would guess what you're dealing with stomach problems i'll give you ginger you're dealing with stomach problems i give you this i give you that you understand so i do i love the fact that you answered the question by first taking it to a emotional mental um state of how you're addressing your these girls that are going through uh menstrual period issues or just menstrual health period um and hearing them out so you're seeing them as a person first um and, and you're hearing them you're loving and caring about what they're saying listening um and then you went into this is what we're going to help you feel better this is how we're going to address the issues like the painful periods or the heavy bleeding um so i like that you took a holistic approach with both of those concepts to really help these girl dads out um, or these male figures that are raising girls for whatever reason, um, because I think that's important. And I think you might have had their ear a little bit more than the women because you're coming from a male's perspective and they, they're seeing yeah. the representation of how you're holding these conversations yeah. and how you're showing up. So I love that. Um, but this is the last question. If you could have a meal with any historical figure, who would that person be and what would you all eat? What would that meal be? Wow, man, you got me on this one. I didn't. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, what? Now, this is the thing. I need. I need clarification. Would that be from the new school or the it's old? It's up school? to you. It's up to you. It's your own historical figure. It's up to you. You create the historical figure. I don't want to put a date on it. I don't want to define what a historical figure is to you. Whatever you choose, you roll with it. A historical figure. If you could have a meal with any historical figure, who would it be and what would you all eat? Mm, ah, man. I hope I ain't answering this one too fast, but I'm going to just go ahead and stick with a safe first base plate home run because this is a home run, but this is the first base because it's the safe haven for me. But I'm going to say this. For me, and... This may sound too common for the people that's in my in my league and what I do, but I just stick to to what 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 works. I just stick to classic because classic would never be old. It would never get tired. And I'm telling you right now to this day, if I could do it all over again, I would have a seat and a meal with Doctor Sabi <clears throat> because I had a feeling you were gonna man, go with him. I had a because, feeling you were going with it. The reason why is because I can go to many others, but watch this. You ever seen The Wizard of Oz? Yes. Hold it. Screenshot that. Okay. You ever seen uh The Lion King? Yes. Screenshot that. You ever seen Coming to America? Yes. Would you sit here and tell me today that the original was not the best? I would not. I love the originals. I all I'm trying original. to say is you have all these other people that come and go, but they all pattern themselves behind Dr. Sabi. You understand what I'm saying? And you can never beat the original. Never. So I don't care. I mean, man, listen, I want to <laughs> eat something with some some portobello mushrooms with some quinoa okay. okay i want some chickpeas in there okay i want me a good green salad and i mm -hmm. want a green salad with some hemp seeds in there 
with some okay. brabanzo beans in there, right? With some, uh, uh, what you call it, avocado in there, okay? And I want some, uh, I want a mix of raw and a little bit of sauteed. So that's okay. what a sauteed onions will come in at. And I'm not going to saute the mushrooms because they're turned into what's called carcinogens. And that becomes poisonous because mushrooms can release poisons whenever you cook them. So we need to stop cooking mushrooms. Stop cooking them because they are better left in their natural state. They are so medicinal. But anyway, then I would have me some raw onions. Then I would have me some sauteed onions in there too because I love onions. I love the power of onions. They are so powerful. Um, but also, um, we got, once I say it again, we got some quinoa. We got some chickpeas going on. We got um, uh, what I said. Um, we got the uh, the salad on the side, right? The and mushrooms. with the portobello mushrooms, and I would add some kale in there. I would add some arugula in there. Um, I will put some microgreens in there because microgreens are very powerful. And I will okay. put some paprika. I will put some some real salt in there. I will put some cilantro, some parsley. I will take me some fresh lemon juice and squeeze on that to get us some some hydration because you know we ain't eating no dry salad because we ain't putting no ranch dressing on it either. So let's get that straight. And then I will put in there some um, some oregano because we want to kill any kind of bacterial thing that's going on. And so we're going to then put some thyme in there because I like to make my salads herbal. I like to give all of the healing power to my salads, right? And so then uh, I would like to have me also a little bit of my die fresh juice, which is my top juice recipe, which is apple, pineapple, lemon, and mint. So I like to have that on the side just to have a little snacky snack on the side. And the last thing, I would like to have me some nori seaweed sheets. Take the nori seaweed sheets and wrap up my salad and make it a, a little uh, wrap. And that will be another little side dish. So all these things are not going to be eaten per se at the same time. But this is my full course meal of what I would love to have if I sat in his presence. Because I would so have these are multiple empowered plates. That's what you're saying. These are multiple empowered plates that you are constructing to be able to sit down on the table with Dr. Savy and just continue to have your life be empowered. I got yes, you. I would love that. That would be uh, that would have been a dream come true because I had always envisioned myself going to Usha Village to be able to meet him and to be able to sit before him and to talk and to heal. But man, I didn't get that opportunity, man. And I, like I said again, that would have to be the safe haven for me because I can't see anyone else that 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 really originally changed my life because that man literally changed my life and my perspective on healthy living. Now, all these healers they have out there now, they are phenomenal and they're amazing. But I'm going to say it again. There's nothing like the original copy. I got you. That makes total sense. Well, I appreciate you, Douche Doctor, for coming on the Empire Plates and Lives podcast. This has been a phenomenal conversation. I'm so grateful um, that I, one, did your your challenge, your fruit and vegetable challenge. Um, it was It was definitely fun. I enjoyed it. Um, but two, I'm so grateful that you were willing to um, come share your insight and be a part of my Power Plates and Power Lives journey and be able to help others um, really get inspired 
about taking their healing in their own hands and making the journey all about them and being able to see and hear us, our insight, but take whatever it is that they want to, that they find valuable from our stories, from our journeys of strength, from our courage, um, from our trials, from our tribulations, but most importantly, just from our visibility and our vocalness, take whatever it is that they need to go and be healed and continue with their journey because that's what it's all about. Um, but before you leave, I want you to let everybody know where they can find you and then just drop them a little bit of a little bit of wisdom, a little bit of motivation um, and inspiration to close us out. So first off, you guys can find me on TikTok. I just started TikTok and I'm not really TikTok savvy, but um, people say you got to get on TikTok, man. All right, cool. So I started TikTok literally about two and a half months ago. So I have TikTok, I have Instagram. And I have Facebook. Facebook is where most of my people are. That's why I started originally. Uh, but you can find me. My handle is the same all the way across the board. It's Marcus, M-A-R-C-U-S, Juice, dot J-U-I-C-E. And all of those uh, entrance points are capitalized. So Marcus is capitalized with the M. Juice, doc, the letter J is capitalized. And heart, H-A-R-T at the end is capitalized. So Marcus, Juice, dot, together part is how you find me on all three of those platforms. And so to give you guys some some info, uh, some uh, encouragement and some inspiration, I'll just say this. Um, everyone, like I told all my people on the fast, each one can reach one, so teach one. And so that thing, that simply means that in every family, there's one person that can reach somebody. And there's always that one person that has the ability to be able to be uh, inspiring to someone else. And what you have to be understanding of is, is that you can't take it lightly that God chose you to be that person. So if you're listening right now, you are that person that God has chose because many are called, but few are chosen. And you have to understand if God chose you, you are special, you are peculiar, you are royal priesthood. That's what the Bible says. When you're peculiar, you're different, you're set apart. You can't be in the same places as everyone else. But if you're sitting on this podcast, you are peculiar because it takes a peculiar person to be interested into what we're discussing here. It takes a peculiar person to be brave enough and and uh, um, and um, you are ready to be able to to take this course of life because most people are going to take the coward way out and the cheat way out. They're going to go and say, Oh, I'm going to take chemo. I'm going to take radiation. Oh, I'm going to take this. I'm going to take that. I'm going to do this. No, it takes a real man of God. It takes a real woman of God to be able to stand two, 10 toes down, two feet down and stare at the devil and tell him, I will not be defeated. You cannot and shall not will be defeated. You have to have, you have to stand still, until you see the salvation of the most high you have to believe in god first you have to trust him with all your heart and all your might and you have to give all your trials and tribulations and troubles over to him and he's going to lead you and direct your path so i encourage each and every person that was on here and able to experience this on tonight to remember that faith is the key to unlock every door prayer is the key to unlock every single door there's no way that you're going to heal without god i see people all the time I don't care how much you know about health. I don't care how many scholars you have, anything of that magnitude. If you don't have God, there's no way you're going anywhere in life. There's no way that you're going to have true healing because true healing, I always say, 
true health is good health. Good health is not just eating uh, a plate of food. Good health is mental. Good health is physical, right? And good health is spiritual. You got to have those three, physical, mental, and spiritual. If you don't have those three, you have nothing. And that's why I tell you, it's not about just eating. Y'all on my fast, I told people, don't just go out there and just start fasting through the food. No, because you have to fast spiritually as well and be able to connect to the most high. Because this this is my last thing and I'm done. Tone, he had a song that said, to know you, Lord. And basically he said that, I'm so glad I know you and don't know of you and that you're a friend of mine. And I talk to you all the, the time. So there's a connection there. So all I'm saying is, is whenever you're getting closer to God and you'll be able to heal, you have to have a connection. If you don't have a connection, there's no way that you can heal. If you don't have a connection for mind, uh, body, and spirit, you don't have nothing. And that's what I'm saying. If you're going to do this thing, you have to have a connection with the most high because it takes uh, two parties. I've been saying it all night. It's, it's a two-party thing. It's not just a one, one highway thing. It takes two, baby. That's what it says. It takes two. It takes two to tangle. And who is there two in this race? It's you and God. I love y'all. I pray to see y'all guys in the next video. And remember that we're going to turn our kitchen into what our own pharmacy would have if before turning to pharmaceutical drugs. I love you guys. And I thank you so much on tonight for having me. Um, I really appreciate you. I thank God for you. And I thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for being brave enough to trust the God in me because that's what shines from me is the God in me. That's what I always allow myself to uh, project from outer is the God in me because that's all I know is to be a child of God. That's all I know is to be from the soil that God um, blessed me from. And that's a, a spitting image of him. And that's the only way I know how to do this thing. So thank you. Salute to you. I appreciate you. And I pray many blessings over you and your ministry and what you're doing, because this is ministry and this is a powerful thing. So I speak nothing but blessings up on you and your life. And I salute you once again and appreciate you for joining my challenge, because guess what? Little do people know you didn't even know me personally, but I'm sure that God showed you me through discernment to let you know something about me. There was a safe haven to trust me, to listen to what I had to say, to listen as a student, because it takes a, a, a big person to sit before someone that they don't even know and don't even understand who they are to be able to discern and say, this is God. I'm going with it because it, I know it had to be because I'm the type of person that I'm not just going to put my eggs in any basket. I'm not the type of person that's just going to allow anyone in my circle. I'm not just the type of person that's going to allow anyone to disrupt my peace because I'm always uh, in the mindset of trusting and believing him first and listening to him and allowing him to guide me and stir me in the direction that I need to go. So that's why I say salute to you for trusting in me and believing in me. Thank you. Yeah, you are so very welcome. And we're grateful for yes, you. And we're grateful for how he's moving in your life. So thank you for that word of inspiration, motivation, but again, that intentionality um, to remind them to be intentional about being intentional. And I'm all for, like you said, those, those three main things that you were talking about. And that's how I started my healing journey. It was first mindset, then it went into mindful eating, and then it went into movement and moving my body. And those three main uh, pillars for me is what really started me on my intentional journey of healing my body and being 
who I am today. So I'm grateful for you. I'm thankful for both of us with this journey that we've been on. Um, but I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the Empower Plates Empowered Lives podcast. You'll find the Juice Doc, all of his information in the description of this video, as well as to any uh, free guides and free opportunities to really kickstart your healing journey as your healthy habits and lifestyle coach, Joe Bonnie. Y'all love and light. Be well. We appreciate y'all. Keep healing. But most importantly, keep loving yourself and showing yourself that by the decisions that you make every single day. We out. Peace. Mm, blessings. <laughs>